0: Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now.
1: Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to the informational playground. This is Star Style, Be The Star You Are. We're brought to the airwaves under the species of Be The Star You Are charity. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the empowerment channel. I'm so glad that you are visiting with us. We want you to be your best self, to get what you want, and most of all, to stay healthy and safe. And with that in mind, the show today has several things about that. Of course, I am on a um, a bandwagon, or maybe I just have my own wagon going, where I am encouraging everyone that I know to get vaccinated. And so we'll be talking about that uh, coming right up in segment one, because. Last week when I was putting together this show, last Thursday, there were about 36,270,000 confirmed cases of COVID in the U.S. and there were 622,000 deaths. Today, just six days later, there are 38 million confirmed cases and 640,000 deaths. So that really, really frightens me. Only 50.3% of the population have been fully vaccinated. That means there are two shots. And of course, there are many rationales for why vaccine resistors do not want to be vaccinated. But what is more important than your health and safety? The enemy is the virus. It's not each other. And it can't mutate if it can't replicate. So You're going to hear more about getting vaccinated. And then did you used to love to fly, or at least you thought that the skies were friendly? Air rage is on the uptick. And what can we do to fly safely and with some sanity? It's a little crazy. A good start might be using manners so that we don't get um, duct taped. To our seat. <laughs> and uh, in our third segment, when we try to make time for everything, we end up with more things to make time for. So our to do list just never seemed to get to the bottom. And then we get feeling frustrated. So we're going to talk about time management and how to embrace our limitations, do what is possible and not what we think is the maximum. And that will be in our third segment, so you want to stay tuned. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. As of now, the Pear Festival on September 25th is still on schedule to happen, and it is generously sponsored by MB Jesse Painting and La Mirinda Weekly for, for the Be The Star You Are booth. If you would like to be a sponsor or get involved or volunteer or just find out how to come and have fun, visit org and click on events. And this is from the Buddha. Do not believe in anything simply because you have heard it. Do not believe in anything simply because it is spoken and rumored by many or it is found written in your religious books do not believe in traditions because they have been handed down for many generations. But after observation and analysis, when you find that anything agrees with reason and is conducive to the good and benefit of one and all, then you may accept it and live up to it. Now, isn't that kind of apropos for what we're talking about today? Because as I've said many times on this show is, That although I want to bring you the information and give you my opinions, um, I want you to do your own research and make your own decisions because, uh, and talk to your physicians and talk to those in the know and listen to the scientists because I am not a scientist. And so I am only an individual like you, but I totally, totally believe that vaccination is the right thing to do. And I'm very excited that it was just announced that there's going to be a booster because these vaccines tend to wane after about eight months. And I will be in line as soon as I'm allowed, I'm going to have the booster. So I, I really believe that uh, it is safer to be vaccinated than not to be vaccinated. Now, the CDC released this message today. Our top priority remains staying ahead of the virus and protecting the American people from COVID-19 with safe, effective and long lasting vaccines, especially in the context of a constantly changing virus and epidemiology. Epidemiology landscape. We are prepared to offer booster shots of Pfizer and Moderna for all Americans beginning the week of September 20th and starting eight months after an individual's second dose. At that time, the individuals who were fully vaccinated earliest in the vaccination rollout, including healthcare professionals, nursing home residents, and other seniors, will likely be eligible for the booster. Then we'll continue to follow the science on a daily basis, and we're prepared to modify the plan should new data emerge that requires it. We will also want to emphasize the ongoing urgency of vaccinating the unvaccinated in the U.S. and around the world. Nearly all cases of severe disease, hospitalization, and death continue to occur among those not yet vaccinated. And as I said at the top of the hour here, last week confirmed cases, not even last week, just six days ago, were 36,000. Now it's, I mean, 36 million. Now it's 38 million just in six days. 622 deaths um, six days ago, 640 deaths as of today. And that's probably not even all of them. So again, you know, this should not be politicized. The enemy is the virus. Um, And we really need to be working together to stop this virus because uh, there there's just way, way, way too many um, cases and too many deaths globally it's about two, 205 million cases and 4.5 million deaths. So that is quite a lot. So again, you know, if viruses aren't allowed to mutate, they can't replicate. And a new, a new variant could be definitely more dangerous than the Delta. And it's just, you know, we just thought we were safe to throw away our masks and go out again. I mean, in June, people, everything was opening up and um, the people were feeling really comfortable. And then the Delta variant, it just set us back to square one. And so we're all wondering if this pandemic is going to be permanent. I mean, can we ever go back to our lives as we once led them in the workplace, at school, at social gatherings, having leisure activities. Um, And if there isn't any going back, where are we headed? I mean, the bad news that can fuel these anxieties is the Delta variant is very, very infectious. It seems slightly more able to invade even our best defenses, which are the mRNA vaccines, that are produced by Pfizer and Moderna and vaccinated people with breakthrough infections can further spread the virus. So Delta's contagiousness again with the low vaccination rates And a premature end to all that indoor masking and distancing, it has really led to a dramatic resurgence of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths in the U.S. And this is just as schools and businesses are reopening. So... Vaccine hesitancy is prolonging and exacerbating the pandemic and is really causing the explosive spread and overwhelming of hospitals in areas, especially that have the lowest vaccination rates. Um, And this may not be the worst that COVID has in store for us because future variants could even be more infectious, more deadly, or even better at invading our immunity Now, um, there are so many, you know, rationales from vaccine resistors why they don't want to be vaccinated. They don't want their freedom taken away. They think vaccinations are only under emergency authorization or the fact that you even can get COVID when you're vaccinated. Um, But all of these excuses, none of them really hold water against the risks of actually getting COVID and transmitting it to other people. Simply put, those who are choosing not to get vaccinated are putting the lives of themselves and all of those around them at risk. You know, you probably have read or seen on the news how COVID 19 cases have skyrocketed in Texas and Florida, especially in recent weeks. But in Texas, there were about a thousand daily cases at the beginning of July. And then as of this past Monday, 20,000 cases, and despite those rising numbers, only 45% of the state is vaccinated, and that is well below the U.S. average of that 50.3 or 51%, whatever is closer. Now, 72% of the U.S. population have had at least one dose, but you really need two doses unless you're getting the Johnson & Johnson Also, you probably heard that Governor Abbott has contracted COVID, and he has been very outspoken of trying to undermine efforts to slow the spread of the virus with his ban on mask mandates, and he even went to court to uphold that ban. But, you know, an ICU doctor um, was urging Texans to take note now of the actions of Governor Abbott, after he tested positive for coronavirus, after and he and he actively thwarted those efforts of masks and vaccines because once he was infection infected, he was given Regeneron's that monoclonal antibody treatment, the same thing that Trump got, despite um, having really no symptoms. Now. That's good news. I mean, he'll be okay. Also, he says that he's getting a, a booster shot. So that's great, except for those of us who are not politicians and, you know, many of us, who, many people who don't have health insurance or whatever, we're probably not going to get that Regeneron monoclonal antibody treatment, or we may not even get a hospital bed. So that's the scary part, is for we <laughs> plebeians, um... We may not get that that great treatment. Instead, you might die because you're not vaccinated. So each day, more and more companies are mandating vaccines for their employees. Some are under orders. And those who remain unvaccinated are going to have to follow strict safety guidelines, including regular testing, social distancing, and mask mandates. Some companies are going to terminate employees. And as of May, only 7% of employees had a mandatory vaccination policy. But now as the Delta variant spreads, large employees in varied industries are setting their own guidelines. And in some cases, They differ greatly, you know, from company to company. But here are some of the private sector employers that have announced vaccine mandatory um, for employment. And that's Cisco, DoorDash, Disney, Walgreens, Walmart, Washington Post, Frontier Airlines, United Airlines, Tyson Foods, Microsoft, the Mayo Clinic, Google, Salesforce, and Facebook. They are all requiring vaccines for anyone coming into the office. Also, Hollywood studios and producers are also mandating it to keep all the crews and actors and everyone working on uh, movies and films and commercials. And I have to say, I applaud the brave companies for standing up for health and safety. I received this email from United Airlines, as probably many of you did if you're a a mileage plus. And it said, throughout the pandemic, we've made it a top priority to keep you and our employees safe from COVID-19. But we've all learned a lot about this disease, including that vaccines are by far the most effective way to protect people from the virus and its variants. An unvaccinated person is about 50 times more likely to be hospitalized for COVID-19 than a vaccinated person and 300 times more likely to die if infected. Those statistics are incredibly compelling, and that's why the president of United is writing to let us know about the next step and the continued commitment to protecting everyone. So um, I don't know where those statistics come from and you can look it up, but what is more important for yourself, your business, your family, your friends than the health and safety of everyone, employees, customers, just everyone. So, you know, as we're seeing this rapid rise in COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and death due to this Delta variant, we really do need to start taking a look at it. And I was really encouraged When um, the federal government mandated that all healthcare workers must be man uh, must be vaccinated, as well as federal employees, or else they're going to have to be tested every few days, and that's at their own cost. So, if you believe that protecting the health and safety of everyone you love, or your employees, or or your friends, or just people you bump into should rank among the top priorities, then mandating vaccines is truly a natural choice that will need to flow from a company's values. So, um, of course, there will be valid medical reasons for exemptions, but that should be confirmed by a personal physician. And the the purpose of mandates is not only to keep safe and healthy, but to ensure that people who are vaccinated are not infecting colleagues or customers or other people. So let's all get on board with this. And again, don't listen to me. I just want you to do your own research, listen to the science, um, read everything you can about it. And most of all, talk to your personal physician and talk to people who have had the vaccine and find out how they're doing. Are they doing well, et cetera? Because um, the, one of the things that that um, is being encouraged now by the CDC and health professionals is all pregnant people or people who are thinking about becoming pregnant and those who are breastfeeding need to get the vaccination to protect themselves from COVID-19 as well as the baby. Evidently there are very severe outcomes from for from COVID-19 among unvaccinated pregnant people and newborns. So check out all the current data and let's be safe um, because <laughs> you know it's really scary to be pregnant and then to get the than to get uh, COVID. So when we come back from break, we'll talk about the unfriendly skies at the moment, and maybe we'll even talk more about how to learn to live with COVID. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and uh, I will be back. So please stay with me.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com.
1: Well, we are back. And now we're going to just talk about flying the friendly skies, which are not so friendly anymore, evidently. I mean, every time you kind of open the newspaper or, or you turn on the news, there's some other incident. And I think it all has to do with people are just exhausted. They're we're, uh, you know, everybody's tired of wearing masks, everybody's tired of social distancing, everybody's tired of bad news, and so anxiety is running high. But, uh, you know, flying for many years has really not been that fun, ever since they took away kind of the glamour and better food, and they crammed more seats into the aisles so that you were just like crammed in but more uh, more of us, more Americans are actually returning to air travel, and the mood on the plane is definitely edgy. I have a couple friends who are flight attendants, and it has really changed over this last year. Also, um, the journal recently detailed a survey of 5,000 flight attendants, and I don't know if my friend was involved in this or not, but... They said that 85% of the respondents said that being forced to deal with unruly passengers in the past year has just been exacerbated. And this week, the... um FAA has already investigated 628 episodes of disruptive passenger behavior in 2021 and that's up from fewer than 150 in all of 2019. So it seems like if you're checking social media at all or, or you know just looking at the news that it, it days don't go by without some crazy, ugly incident happening at 30,000 feet. I was just reading on the Point Sky, which is a um, blog that I follow about flying and traveling and all of that, which is a very good one, about American Airlines and another airlines, I think it was Delta, have banned the use of duct tape for flight attendants to duck, they don't want them duct taping passengers to their seats when they're really unruly or being crazy. But unfortunately, some of the disturbances are having to make airlines are having to divert to other cities and make emergency landings. So if you think about it, I mean, the the crew have j- j- hard enough jobs. I used to work for the airlines, uh, right after my teen years. And it was, it was challenging. I mean, I loved all the travel benefits and I loved traveling, but you know, when you're dealing with the public and especially when they're in this case, when they're masked and they are ready or anxiety ridden, it is difficult. And it used to be that you just didn't want to get the be stuck in the middle seat. And now, there passengers have to worry about um, people really being unruly and rude on planes. And of course, there are a few theories for this uptick in air rage incidents. And one of the theories is that the face mask policies surrounding air travel, because you have to put on your mask um, at the airport before you go into the airport and you have to keep it on and you have to keep it on through the entire flight. And many people start taking it off or they become belligerent or they pretend like they're drinking or eating the entire flight. And, you know, some folks aren't into wearing masks. So it's not um, they and of course, you know, they write these long missives on social media or facebook or or they freak out in stores or something but it is uh, really scary when you have to sit next to one of these people because you as a passenger on a lot of flights you don't have a choice especially if you're flying alone who you're going to sit next to and the flights are full they are packed. Middle seats used to be empty back in February, January, February, and last year in 2020. This year, seats are absolutely full as people are trying to get out of Dodge and go somewhere. So we need a refresher course on how to exist in a crowd of other people during this pandemic, because we are all a bit uh, touchy and everybody has their opinions on what's going to happen. But you know, the pilots just want to get us from point A to point B. So think of it this way on an airplane. We really are all on the same team. We have a shared goal. That goal is to get to our destination safely. And, and it's pretty hard to do when you have passengers on board who are really being nasty to the flight attendants or to other passengers. So, what what should we be doing as passengers? Number one, how about if we just sit Quietly. It's kind of the easiest job to do on the aircraft. The pilots have to fly us in this aluminum cylinder. They have to go across oceans and mountaintops. And the flight attendants have to administer to safety protocols and boarding and seat belts and children and people who are getting sick. Um, So (laughs) as well as help uh, people like try to push those huge carry-ons into those uh overhead bins and they're not meant to or the overhead bins are already full so if we can just sit down fasten our seat belts leave our face masks on set our phones on airplane mode you know um Oh, if they give you pretzels or they give you water or they give you a ginger ale or soft drink, um, you know, go ahead and take it. And that seems like that's not too much to ask. I mean, we can turn on our devices. We can open our book. So we can distract ourselves. We don't need to talk to our the neighbors next to us. We don't have to get involved in any discussions um, that are going to be political or even about the pandemic. So we have to remember that this is an airplane and keep expectations low. We don't want to um, kind of throw a fit because we don't have Wi-Fi or the seat isn't going back. I can't I hate it when I get a seat that doesn't go back cuz it really hurts. It really hurts my back. But you know, I just think all right, we have to just sit and bear it. I bring a tennis ball with me to put behind me so that I could rub up against it <laughs> or I use a water bottle to massage my legs or whatever it is. But again, we just have to try to be kinder and more um appreciative of just the fact that we are on this plane and we are hopefully going to get to our destination I mean I understand the frustrations that people have because you know we used to be able to do a lot of other things you could entertain yourself with um, with maybe the movies or whatever and but you know, there haven't hasn't been good food on airlines for a long time. Maybe if you fly Emirates in first class, you're going to get some lovely spirits and some lovely food. But if you're not doing that, you better just bring your own. And don't make it something smelly because then you're going to upset the person next to you. So we just have to stop complaining, reframe what our expectations are, and um, realize that we are going to, we are going to get to where we're going, we're going to be exhausted, and it's probably not going to be comfortable. But again, the main thing is we're going to get there safely. So the whole experience, if you think about it, if you think about planes just flying, and I think about my great grandmother, Who grew up just on horses and horse and buggy and never actually left her village, you know, within 10 miles to be able to live to see a man on the moon and airplanes and stuff. When you think about airplanes are actually hurtling through the sky, it really is a a major miracle. So if we get there on time and we get there safely, I think that we should celebrate and act as if, you know, we have won. We have won the Olympics and just know that we are all in this together. Let's try to be kind to our fellow passengers. Let's say thank you to the flight attendants and the flight crew. Let's just take it easy, do some deep breathing while you're on the flight and practice good manners. Yes, and thank you, and excuse me. <laughs> Those are all manners that, you know, are probably going to get you a lot further in life and it's going to lower your blood pressure. So, the next time that you are getting ready to board a plane, just put that mask on your face and do your breathing exercises and make sure to B O B, bring a book your own book. B-Y-O-B, I guess is what I, it should be. Um, bring your own book. You cannot bring your own booze, by the way, on a flight. That is, a, that's something new that they started saying. Since they're not serving it anymore, they're also saying you cannot bring your own. So, bring a book and or a magazine because they're not going to have magazines and they're not going to have newspapers on the planes anymore because of touching them. So just put your head into a book and keep your head down. You will get to your destination and hopefully you haven't upset anybody and no one has upset you. So I hope that you'll be able to, um, to fly soon and to fly with some some happiness and some joy, because uh, it can be a little bit challenging these days. But just remember to share, to care, and to be fair. So don't don't get all riled up. So when we come back to break from break, we're going to get off this topic of the pandemic and masks and all of that. And we are going to talk about how we can be more efficient, manage our time, find some peace of mind, and um, not think that we have to do everything for everybody who asks us to. We'll get to choose what we need to do, and then we can do that to the best of our ability. You're listening to Star Style be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America network. This is the empowerment channel and I'm going to help you become more productive with less pressure in our next segment. So, take a break. Um <laughs> let's not be too busy and I'll be right back. Be
0: the star you are. The star you change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
1: Well, today's business bite is a parable. There are many versions of this parable, but this is my favorite version. It's called The Drowning Man. A man goes swimming in the ocean but gets sucked out to sea. A boat passes him by and tells him to climb aboard, but he says, No, I have faith. God will save me. The Coast Guard comes by with a rescue helicopter and tells him to climb the ladder up, but he says, no, I have faith, God will save me. The man is now getting tired, but thankfully, a dolphin swims under him and starts to carry him to shore, but the man pushes the dolphin away, saying, I have faith, God will save me. The man dies. He goes to heaven. He asks God, why didn't you save me? And God replies, I tried. I sent you a ship, a helicopter, and a dolphin. What more do you want? Okay, the Delta variant of COVID-19 is dangerous, but there is an inoculation that can save you. It's up to you to choose to get vaccinated. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com.
0: The Star You Are The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, be the Star You Are promotes positive role models produces positive radio broadcasts and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376 Moraga, California, 94556, bethestarur.org. now back to the power party this business of show business is
1: well i am glad to, to be back with you and i am taking a detour because i really want to give you some empowerment now that's on a different a different route cuz uh, to be more productive and to feel less pressured all the time well, so many people including myself we're just busy 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 and i used to be the kind of, i mean it was like I was so busy. I hate that word busy, but, you know, I have so many balls in the air that when people would say, gosh, you've done such a great job on this. Will you chair this committee or will you be the leader of this? You know, I always felt like, oh, I can't let them down. I'm just going to do it. Well, I finally learned that no is a complete sentence. And uh, it is really liberating to be able to say no because the problem with trying to make time for everything that feels important is that you definitely never will (laughs) the reason isn't that you haven't yet figured out how to manage your time or discovered the right time management tricks or applied you know sufficient effort or or you don't have those leadership skills or whatever it is it's that, um, it's that we really, really, really have to learn where we need to put our energy and where we don't. It's not a matter of getting up earlier or feeling useless or any of that. That is, sometimes that's what the underlying assumption is and that's unwarranted, um, There's no reason to think that you're not going to get on top of things or you're going to make time for everything that matters simply by getting more done, because that's not how it works. If you succeed in fitting more in, you're going to find that the goalposts just keep moving. They are going to shift. So the more things will begin to seem important, meaningful, or obligatory, you are going to uh, get a reputation just as I did for doing your work at such amazing speed and such quality. And then guess what? You're just given more to do. So (laughs) you have to figure out how to spend enough time with yourself, with your family, with your kids, at the office, and you can't feel guilty about any of it. I know people just call it being balanced, but it is really about clearing our heads and not feeling that social pressure to spend more time doing all these extra things I mean are you the kind of person that says oh I should be exercising or if you're a um um, a parent you know I should be chairing this committee or I should be volunteering in the classroom you know that is we the shoulds and coulds do little good and it's finally time that we learned just to let go there's so many pressures that we get even the pressures to let go and even the pressures to like you know it's like people say well you should meditate well until you just meditate you have to let go of something else so Getting around to launching a side business that you dreamed about for years, and if it succeeds, it won't be long before you're no longer satisfied, (laughs) and because then you're not going to want to keep it small. So the general principle in operation here is what we might call, if you've, you've probably heard of this, it's called the efficiency trap. And what this means is by rendering yourself more efficient, either by implementing, you know, productivity techniques or by driving yourself harder, it actually won't result in the feeling of having enough time because with all things being equal, demands are going to increase to offset any benefits. So far from getting more done. You're just going to be creating more things to do. And even if those things are things like I'm going to spend more time with myself, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to eat healthy, whatever it is. So for most of us, most of the time, is it isn't feasible to avoid this trap altogether, but we can make choices to stop believing that we're going to solve that challenge of being busy by cramming more in because that is going to make things worse. We really have to figure out what's going to be the most important things that we want to spend time on. And those are the things that we will do. I'll give you an example from my own life is I used to volunteer for many, many different causes, including being a leader of, uh, 4-H. I was a poultry leader. I, I, I was volunteering in the classroom, um, I was leading, you know, leading tours. I was doing lots of different volunteering. And for 22 years, I have been the executive director and the leader of Be the Star You Are charity, which takes an enormous amount of time. Probably it's like a full time job for which I get paid nothing because we're all volunteers. Um, And yet, I still took on all these other things. But when I decided, to really clear my head and to let go of some things, I realized I could only volunteer for one place and one place and do that well. So I chose Be The Star You Are. And then it was so freeing to be able to say no. So when I'm called to speak to uh, a group of people, you know, I will say no, unless they're going to pay an honorarium or make a donation to Be The Star You Are. I am not going to just volunteer you know, willy-nilly anymore because the, I don't have time. And if, I, and if I try to fit that in, then I don't have time for my meditation or I don't have time for my garden or I don't have time for my family or I don't have time to do the best job I can for this radio show or to write my, uh, my articles for the newspaper or whatever it is. So once you stop believing that it might somehow be possible to avoid hard choices about time, it's going to get easier to make better ones. So the more efficient you get, the more you become a limitless reservoir for other people's expectations And that's what we don't want. So what we want to do is we don't want to waste years away postponing precisely the things that we care the most about. So what about just taking a pen and paper or going on your computer or going on your phone, if that's what you like to do, and going to notes, and to write down what are the things that, Make your heart sing. What are you passionate about? What do you really care about? And where do you want to put your energies? And once you do that, you're going to understand that this is a skill set that you can learn. And it is a counterproductive strategy to try to make yourself more efficient to fit all those other things in instead. You can just let go of those things and learn to stay with feeling like you can tackle these, these, um, these projects or whatever it is that you are passionate and make you happy. Instead of feeling that anxiety of being overwhelmed and feeling like you're not on top of everything. Because there's just no way. There's just no way. It's very, very hard to juggle everything. So if you're juggling a few balls, it's fine. But you've got to let some of the other ones stay. So decline to, you can decline things that you don't want. Focus instead on what's truly of greatest consequence in your life. And you will know that as you do, as you're kind of clearing those decks, less and less people are going to have these expectations of you. So, so, you know, as you say no to more things that you're not passionate about that you really don't need to do, um, you are going to find that you're going to have more space in your life. You're going to be more productive with the things that you enjoy and that bring you joy, and um, and you can still be working. Hard, but you're going to have the time that you actually need. Uh, It's interesting how we can get our time just warped. Uh, And we have a relationship with time because there's also that seductive lure of convenience. And entire industries now thrive on the promise of helping us cope with having an overwhelming amount to do. Uh, and they say that they can help eliminate, you know, or ac- accelerate tedious and time consuming toys. But the result is, and there is an irony, and it's probably not surprising, that with all of these gadgets that we get, we, you know, whether whether they're time managers or new calendars or bells and whistles and beeps and all of that. It's really not freeing us up. It's giving us more things that we have to look at and more things that we have to be in touch with, you know, and maybe more things that we have to to uh, correlate with this calendar, with that calendar. And then we end up eliminating things we didn't realize that we were eliminated and we're not valuing the things that we really need to. So It's really, really important. It's very important that we take control of our lives. And it's true that everything will run more smoothly when you learn to say no to things that are not convenient for you or that don't tick all the boxes. So take the take stride of what you care about. Write it down and you're going to feel like you have more time on your hands and, and productive times and maybe that will give you that time to read the book that you have wanted to read or play the new game that you've wanted to play the the ironic you know I, the ironic part is the realization that it's a useless strategy to attain peace of mind by using gadgets that are just going to have you start having to learn new things that are not going to make it possible for you to um, free up your time. You don't want to be stressed, you don't want to be empty, and you don't want to be frustrating with life. But the more that you confront the facts instead of uh, trying to work with them, the more productive and meaningful and joyful you will get. So, um, I don't think that time management techniques are going to be as as effective as just facing the way things are for you and for doing what you need to do to make your life the happiest life that you can possibly have. So I hope that you will take that into consideration and have an amazing week. Well, Thank you so much for being a great listener and allowing me to be with you every week here, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. live. Um, Pacific Time on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. You can change your life and you can make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can pick up my books there at the Star Style store. If you'd like to get involved with Be The Star You Are, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. I always aim to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you and give you some tools for living that I believe will be helpful. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And until next week when we celebrate once again here on the Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are, be your unapologetically authentic self, and I hope by next week, this time, you have gotten a vaccination and you will feel so much relief. Thanks for joining me. Stay safe. Be the star you
0: are, the star you are.